Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day and welcome back to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast on this Monday, first day of the working week. Monday, the 21st of June, 2021. Darren Mitchell here, host of the show, and I trust wherever you are in the world, you've had a really relaxing and re-energizing and reflective weekend and looking forward to a huge week in sales and looking forward to taking your leadership to the exceptional level as quickly as possible. Now, in today's episode, it might sound a little bit counterintuitive, particularly of those of us who are in sales, and this might be um, this might be a little bit strange because having been in sales for many, many years, uh, even though we have sales teams, uh, a lot of people don't necessarily think of sales as being team-based, and, it, and it's all about the team. But I'm here to say it is all about the team. This is a post I put on LinkedIn last night, and this is what I want to talk about today. Now, we have heard the term, and you've probably heard the term, that a team of champions will often get beaten by a champion team. And this plays out in sport, and it certainly plays out in business, and especially it plays out in sales. There are a number of examples, uh, even recently, of teams getting beaten by what should be a, a much better team. But incidentally, that team had a lot of uh, more, let's, let's just say, more gifted, more skillful, better performing players. And yet, for whatever reason, that on that particular day, the team that was playing better as a team were the ones that actually tasted victory at the end of the day. And so this certainly does play out in business, and it's something we need to be really conscious of. And here's the thing, uh, and being in sales for so many years and running sales teams for so many years and certainly working with sales teams since and working with specifically sales leaders, there are so many talented salespeople across multiple different industries. Uh, and whether it be in, in free enterprise, private enterprise, or even in the public space, there are so many talented people out there. However, the ones who are sustainably successful are all, often the ones who buy into the team first ethos. It is not about them being the number one salesperson in the team or trying to trying to strive to be the number one salesperson in the organization. It is not about them dominating the resources to get the most highly decorated and the most highly strategic big deals. It's not about winning the internal battle and it's certainly not about getting the best or having the best portfolio or the best set of leads that are coming into the organization. Now, what's really interesting about this is I've worked with, and I had had people in my team many, many years ago who were like this, who just wanted to be the number one salesperson. They were literally greedy. And we talked last week about the importance, certainly in the leadership space and definitely in the sales space, of being selfless, not being selfish. And there was no better example than these people who were working in the team that I was uh, I was a part of many years ago, that all they wanted to do was dominate, dominate the best resources, dominate the best uh, best brands, get the best leads, and therefore uh, feather their own nest at the expense often of other people. And unfortunately, there were people within that organisation who were allowing that to happen, and they're almost promoting that internal competition, thinking that was only going to enhance the reputation of the business, and it did anything. But now I've also worked with a number of sales leaders over the last five or six years where they had some dilemmas to deal with. And one of those key dilemmas, and and I'd be curious if you're in this position or have been in this position, is a number of sales leaders who had a salesperson who, for all intents and purposes, were an extraordinary performer. From a pure numbers point of view, they were smashing their number every single quarter. 
to the point where they were literally unstoppable. Now, unfortunately, though, they were also very, very selfish. They were not thinking about the team. They were also looking at how they can actually manipulate resources to the point where they would get the best outcome for themselves. They always did it under the guise of doing what's best for the business and certainly what's best for the customer. But their behavior certainly demonstrated that what they were doing was looking at how they can position themselves as the number one salesperson. Because for them, it was all about being number one. It was about the pedestal. It was about the status. It was about the prestige, or so they thought, that went with being the number one salesperson in the team. Now, the, the dilemma that these particular sales leaders face was, what, will I, what do I do with this particular salesperson? Because it was very difficult to performance manage them and certainly move them out of the team because... Uh, for all intents and purposes, according to the KPIs that have been set, they were meeting all of their KPIs. In fact, they weren't just meeting them, they were smashing them. But what we found was the KPIs that had been set by the organization, and hence by the sales leaders, were not pervasive enough. They weren't big enough. They were more focused on the granular numbers, the scoreboard, which unfortunately still today, a lot of sales organizations and sales leaders focus on. As we've always talked about, it's not necessarily about the scoreboard. It's the process we go through and the progress we make towards that uh, that outcome, that scoreboard, which is the most important thing. So these particular sales leaders had to do a couple of things. And one is they had to start to revamp their, their KPIs to start to bring in some more uh, KPIs that are more team-focused, more culture-focused, more contribution-type focused, not simply get the number one sales position or make your target on quarter on quarter, make, make this particular sales and revenue objective a reality. And so it took a bit of time, but eventually what happened is they started to have conversations with these particular sales people and started to measure them on some of the qualitative measurements, not simply the quantitative measurements. And this is the mistake that even sales leaders make today in that they're not a, well, first of all, they're not having enough KPI conversations. They're not having enough one-on-one conversations to measure progress, but they're focusing more on the, the numbers that are being delivered more than some of the attributes that are required in order to be sustainably successful. And this is a mistake and it's leading to a lot of organizations not experiencing the sustainable success that they're longing for, but also having to deal with a lot of attrition and turnover of staff because they're not dealing with these high-performing people or so-called high-performing people who are not playing the team first ethos. So it is not about being number one salesperson. It is not about dominating the resources to get the highly strategic big deals. And it's certainly not about having the best portfolio. The teams that are most successful, the sales leaders that promote uh, team-first ethos also have within it salespeople who understand this and they have a certain number of attributes. And this is what they do focus on. It is about the example they set through being a model of excellence. They understand that people are watching them. Just like the sales leaders know that their team are watching their every move and listening to everything they say, the sales people also understand that the example they set through the conversations they have with their customers the conversations and how they engage with key channel partners, the conversations and certainly the relationships they build with the key internal stakeholders are critical in terms of the long-term viability and also success of the team, but also the organization. And so they know, they know what excellence looks like and they pride themselves on being that model of excellence all the time, not just when it suits them. They're also very good at lifting up their team through constant encouragement and being accountable. Going back to what we talked about last week, it is about being the selfless person that will lift their team up and look at how they can contribute to the team ethos and to the team getting better. And if that means doing some encouraging, having some encouraging conversations or doing some mini training or doing some coaching and doing some mentoring, that's exactly what they'll do. 
because they know through the effort of doing that, they'll lift their teammates up, they'll increase their own performance, but also they'll lift their team performance and everybody wins. They're also constantly looking for opportunities and searching for opportunities to serve and contribute to the team, to the business and also to their customers. It's not no longer a transaction. There's no longer how can I get the best deal and how can I maximize the opportunity for the best return for me and the best return for our business, sometimes at the expense of my customers and sometimes at the expense of our competitors. It's more now about how do we create win-win outcomes because we know that through a life cycle of a customer, if I can get a good deal right now and it's a win-win for both of us, then it creates a platform for a lot more sustainable and positive business growth. And so the other thing they do is they challenge their team to constantly look for new opportunities and reach new heights and new levels of performance. They are never, ever satisfied. Uh, So the great salespeople looking for how they can improve their performance. How can they get better today than they were yesterday, but not as good as they're going to be tomorrow? And they'll they'll do the same thing with their team. They'll challenge their team to create new opportunities for themselves and to take their performance to entirely new levels, sometimes to levels that some salespeople within the team never, ever thought possible. So they lift everybody up through the example that they set. Now, these salespeople, they're the dream. They are a dream to lead because they continue to push the boundaries. They continue to push themselves. They lift others up and they underpin what is a vibrant and highly engaged culture. They are so good to deal with. And of all the sales leaders I've worked with over the last five or six years that have had this dilemma of salespeople who are, for all intents and purposes, hitting the numbers and exceeding the numbers, but they're dragging down the culture, uh, every single one of them has been able to adjust their KPIs, adjust their metrics, uh, re-establish some key standards, key behaviors, and key values within the team, and thankfully manage these people out. Now, it's not necessarily through performance management, but often they opt themselves out because the environment no longer is conducive to the pattern of behavior that they are so used to. That is dominating the conversations, trying to get as many resources on their own terms as they possibly can, Uh, always looking at what's in it for them before they look at what's in it for others, certainly looking at self-serving rather than being selfless. And so what happens is, these, these sales leaders find there's a, brand new, uh, there's a brand new environment that it opens up when these type of people leave. And it's an environment that they never really contemplated before. And guess what that common outcome is? Well, they tend to find that they have salespeople in their team who just so happen to be in the top 5 to 10% of salespeople, not only in the company, but also in the industry. The other thing they find is their team are highly successful. They're delivering exceptional results that are both sustainable And also, they're replicable. And as a sales leader, I think that is the ultimate. What do you think? So the key message out of today's podcast episode is it is all about the team. Uh, Even if you're in a sales environment and even if you think sales is an individual game, it is a team game because collectively, a champion team will very often beat a team of champions. So with that said, as a key reminder, if you are committed and you are disciplined and you want to take your leadership to the exceptional level and you know there's another level of performance to get to where you can achieve more meaning, more fulfillment and certainly better sales results, then let's start working together one-on-one. Simply go to my calendar, uh, pick a time that suits you and we'll jump on a Zoom call and have a conversation about what working one-on-one looks like and a program for you to take your sales leadership to the exceptional level in the next 90 days or so. So look forward to that conversation. And as always, thank you very much for plugging into the podcast. And I look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it, 
but also if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.